Work till you're 62, TRICARE or FEHB, and Would You Rather, all on today's Fedna Babble. This is Fedna Babble, where Kevin and Cassie make federal retirement benefits understandable for humans like you. These two don't hold back as they answer questions from the FedPilot workshops and webinars or from questions submitted by you at FedNababble.com. Hi, Cassie. Welcome. Hi, Kevin. How are you? (laughs) Good. Recording on a Monday morning just isn't uh, good for my brain, I think. (laughs) Well, we're going to try and push through it. So let's, what do we got for the first question? Here you go. Here's the first one. All right, I am 58 with 32 years of service. Should I work until 62? The answer is well, always, it depends. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's right. that, I mean, th- okay, so this is a question. Oh, so I'll, just as a reminder for everyone, these are all, these are questions that I get during the workshops, the Fed pilot workshops. And this is one that came up that comes up all the time or something similar. Hey, should I work until I'm 62 or should I work until this or I don't know. What's your what's your mental state like? Yeah. <laughs> Can you well, do you even want to work? What's your health like? What's what are your savings like? There's no way this can be answered at least right now. No, and do you want another 10% on your pension, right? right? Because if you have if you make it to 62 with over 20 years of service, and you're a regular FERS employee. Now I'm assuming this person is following the regular FERS employee rules based on their age and how many years of service they have. They'll get that 1.1% um, factor in, uh, instead of the regular 1, 1% factor for that pension mm-hmm. computation. And so it adds that extra 10%, you know, is your high three going to change? Right, um, right. Is your, you know, if you, are you married? What is your spouse's uh, retirement look like? What is yep. your financial situation? Um, what health condition and things like that um, is your spouse in? Do you need to carry FEHB for a few more years to be able to qualify to carry it in retirement? Is it even a mm-hmm. consideration? Yep, I um, think I, I think this is a. Yeah, um, yeah I think this is a question it's a it's a question that needs to be answered so it i i i'm kind of mocking it in a way but it is a good question overall should you work till 62 but to tell you the truth we aren't the ones that ask about this you and i right hr you can't ask this of hr either um so this can only be answered by a financial professional where they can take a look at the whole situation and say, okay, yeah, now it's just fine. I mean, I, really. So there have been people that have come to the workshop and Cassie, you've seen this a million times. People come to the workshop. Hey, can they ask this pretty much the same question, right? Hey, well, let's say I'm, let's change it a little bit. Let's say it's, I'm 60 with 32 years. Should I wait till 62? They come to the workshop. They ask this question and we're like, I don't know. And then they get a, then they get to meet with one of the financial professionals in our trusted network, uh, one-on-one, get your report, just like they do, like anyone can right now. And what happens is that one of three things happens. Number one, they say, you know, you're on a good path um, and here are some options. 
and you're doing well. Number two, ugh, you're not doing so well. You may want to put more into your TSP before you go and you want the 10% bump at 62 for FERS employees. Then they go, okay, I got to work until 62 then. Or the other one is you could have retired a couple years ago and you'd be fine. <laughs> and that happens as well. People come in, well, I could have retired years ago. Yeah, yeah, you could have. So it's a great question to ask. You just have to ask it of the right people, I think. Exactly. This is not something that we can answer because we simply don't have enough information and we're not licensed to even say right. whether or not that this person should retire at that age without that many years in service. There's too many, like I was saying before, there's too many different factors that go into play here that need to be looked over by a professional who understands how to coordinate different um, retirement plans and look at yes. all of the different buckets um, that somebody yep. has for income, you know, TSP, Social Security, uh, your pension, not including any other um, outside or private insurance plans or annuities that you might have, you know, all of those things need to be um, taken into consideration and, and, and put together in a puzzle. And that's what the financial professionals do. And um, especially the ones that understand the federal benefits and things like that, because they can incorporate the benefits in that bigger picture, in that puzzle, in those different pieces of the of the pie there and, and get them uh, put together for whatever that picture looks like. I mean, what are your retirement goals? What are you right. trying to accomplish? Are you just trying to get enough money to live on? Or are you trying to get enough money to, you know, go and do things with, to travel with? What, uh, those are all different factors that really um, a professional needs to take a look at. You know, we can't yep. simply say yes or no to. So in answer to that overall, I think, I hope everyone got a kind of a bigger understanding that yes, this is a great question, but what are all the other factors that you need to look at to be able to answer this? Um, yeah. And I think between us, we just gave a whole bunch of things to think about, which is fabulous. All right, here's the next one. All right, my husband is retired military who will be eligible for TRICARE at age 60. Should I use TRICARE and not FEHB? Mm. Again, yeah, it depends. It depends, yeah. Right? But a lot there of, I mean, of... go ahead, <laughs> go ahead, Cassie. No, go ahead. So there are a couple of ways that um, the financial professionals will try and take into consideration here. Do you need FEHB until you reach age 60 or until your spouse reaches age 60 and then you guys can get enrolled in TRICARE? Um, what does that TRICARE plan look like? Because there are different ones. I'm assuming this is TRICARE for life, which is pretty good. Um, TRICARE does require folks to also enroll in Medicare. Is enrolling in Medicare Part B part of your health insurance plan? Mm -hmm. If not, you might want FEHB. Also, location is another factor that comes into play here because Very good. Um, we don't know what that TRICARE coverage looks like for your area. So it might be nice to have, but you may also want to have the availability to get into FEHB in retirement in the event that TRICARE pulls out of that location. So we might need to do some coordination there where 
um, we've got the FEHB program until the federal employee retires. So that way they can simply suspend FEHB and get into their spouse's TRICARE. Or if they already have or are on the TRICARE policy, then they just simply decide to suspend FEHB and use the TRICARE as their primary coverage. But then they can later on re-enroll in that FEHB program in the event that that TRICARE, um, you know, they, they lose that coverage for whatever reason. So there are different ways here to coordinate um, these different plans and make sure, that, again, that you're getting the best of both worlds and that, you know, folks can, um, and cost is another thing as well. What is your TRICARE going to cost? I know it's pennies on the dollar compared to most FEHB programs. And so that might be um, something to think about as well you know, and, and are you going to have FEHB and Medicare? Like all of these questions and, and strategies are something that a financial professional would be able to answer when they're looking at the coordination of your health insurance costs and coverage um, for retirement. And I'll, I'll just add for those who may not know what TRICARE is, just in case, basically TRICARE is the military's version of FEHB. And so in this case, you know, the spouse's military or was, is, in this case, is retired military. And so, you know, that, that TRICARE is tip, TRICARE for life is what they get after they retire after, is it 60 or 62 when TRICARE for life starts it's up? It's 60. It um, is 60. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's 60. And, you know, I believe that's for active duty and reserves because there's different um yeah different plans for those yeah. different um types of military service and so um yeah and there are different things that you can do with when you have one spouse that has tricare and the other spouse has fehb there are different combinations that most people can't take advantage of so cassie like you said best of both worlds some great things you can do there but again you have to figure out what is right for you and your circumstance so that's always good. Okay, next question. How should we determine whether or not we should place money into the traditional or the Roth TSP? And I think there's a theme in this. <laughs> I think in all questions here, you know, it depends, right? And I mean, and it depends. It de honestly, whenever we say it depends, that means that someone needs to take a look at your lar the larger picture because it might be better for you to do one or the other or both. In this case, at least with a traditional and Roth. Some of you will want to start putting a whole bunch of money into the Roth. Some of you will want more in the traditional. Some of you will have a nice spread between the two. It'll just depend on your situation. Um, I, and there are pros and cons to both and, and there and in a round the water cooler you hear things like well the roth is so much better than the traditional well that's what i call a shortcut phrase where it's true to an extent but not always true and so right. and and in some cases it's absolutely wrong <laughs> or it sounds right 
And so people just go with it. So we have to be really careful about the water cooler talk um, that, that we hear all the time. Not that it's bad. And, and I actually like the water cooler talk, to tell you the truth, Cassie, because it, it means that people are talking about these kind of issues. People are asking questions and looking for information. And I think that's great. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But as, as long as people are not figuring out what their retirement is based on water cooler talk or how they should prepare for retirement or should they put it into the Roth or traditional based on water cooler talk. If they're not doing that, then okay. But if that gets them started thinking about it, great. I'm all for that. Yeah, I think anything that goes to your specific retirement planning if it's water cooler talk, you might be able to get some feedback on what other people are doing, but yeah. always run it by your financial professional or your financial advisor. Um, you know, or if you don't have one, please let us know and let you get into uh, let us help you get in touch with one because it's so important to have those people to to ask those questions to and figure out. You know, well, I'm 20 years old. Is a Roth going to be benefit me better than this? guy over here who's 60 years old and gave me this information at work like that's going to be completely different there's a 40 year age gap right, that's right. you bet your situation is going to be different and in fact my husband um did this and it drives me crazy <laughs> but he his uncle was a csrs employee and he didn't right. have a tsp account well, he had other friends that did, and he told my husband uh, when he first started at 30 years old, the G fund is the safest fund to be in. Water cooler so talk right that's there. Where my husband stayed for a few years. Yeah, that is a shortcut <laughs> phrase that sounds good because it sounds good because you want it to be safe, right? You want to be able to have the the money when you need it and for it to not disappear. But at the same time, one of the huge points of a TSP is to have the money grow. And especially if we take into consider, in fact, I did a 10 year comparison between TSP and inflation. Yeah. And it's it's pretty much the same, <laughs> which means oh, your TSP is, if, if it's in the G fund, it's not growing. It is no. keeping up with inflation and that is it. So, and I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm saying that honestly, for most people that will probably be wrong, but not for everyone, it'll be wrong. So again, I don't want to pass judgment on one thing or another, but what is your situation? When are you going to retire? What's your health? What's your, I mean, like the same, honestly, Cassie, the same things that you said for the first question, apply to the second question, apply to this question as well. You got to take a look at all those factors and put it all together as one. Then you can have some answers like this, but not until then. That's right. Yeah. So, so again, depends, yeah, it, it always depends. Action. Go get in touch with somebody, figure yeah. out, you know, is this going to be right for you and your situation? Don't just get stuck in the analysis of paralysis or paralysis of analysis or whatever that phrase is. <laughs> it Don't rhymes, get whatever it is. Your situation because remember, no decision to take action is still a decision. Right. Um, right. It's, and, it's and just as bad as saying no, thank you. I don't want to change my situation, right? Mm -hmm. 
But the fact of the matter is these people want to, the people listening want to, and um, I strongly encourage you guys to get in touch with, you know, somebody in your area that is versed in the federal benefits. If they're not, please let us know. Go to fendababble.com and we'll be able to get you in touch with a financial professional in our trusted network who can be able to help you distill down all of these different questions and really give you some solid answers. They'll also prepare a benefits report for you that we offer um, at no cost, no obligation, no sales pitch. They simply right. want to get you the information that you need so you can start the planning process if you haven't already. Now, yep, this benefits just... analysis as well is different than anything that you're going to get from OPM or HR or anything like that because it really breaks down um, each year, you know, the different costs for Fagley and the different costs for FEHB, and we do it on a 10-year average. So that way you can see on an estimated basis what is that increase going to look like in your future as well to kind of help you not only plan for right now or in retirement, but also, you know, those um, retirement years and and be able to coordinate all of that with your with your income. By the way, Cassie puts these together. And so <laughs> they're good. You know they're going to be good. So definitely fendandbadball.com. Go and do that. And then uh, stay tuned for the next one because we've got some other good questions coming up on the next one. Uh, thanks for everyone for joining and go take action. We'll see you next time. To get Cassie's comprehensive report on your federal retirement benefits at no cost, no obligation, and no sales pitch, go to fednababble.com. While you're there, submit a question for them to answer on the show.